Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome everybody, welcome e-congregation. Welcome to our opportunity to worship, praise the Lord together. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's word, if you're able. This morning's scripture will be Psalms 34, verse 1. Psalms 34, starting at verse 1. And it reads according to the New American Standard Version of the Bible. We're going to make a decision, y'all. I'm just going to state it before I read it. We're going to make a decision today. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to just magnify your name, Father God, to lift you up, Father God, realizing that it doesn't matter what's going on to our left and to our right. You have raised us this day to praise your name, glorify your name. You are God all by yourself and there is no other. You are the most sovereign God. We adore you. We bow down before you. We give you the praise that you are due. We invite you into this place today, Father God. Have your way in this service, Lord. Have your way. Oh, Lord, we just humble our hearts and ourselves before you. The great king, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God. Lord, let your will be done in this place today. And let the church say, amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and has seated us in those heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. If you're grateful just to be here, would you give God some kind of praise? Amen. Our God is great. And he is greatly to be praised. We're going to get ready to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him and we bless his name because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures. Brother Walker, come on up. Would you um, talk to Brother Pookie for a second? 
Thank you. Y'all pray for uh, Brother Isaiah. He is on the on the road this weekend. That's why he's not over on the instrument. He is down in Mississippi. Uh, so y'all pray for his uh, traveling mercies. Would you? Come on, let's sing together. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. Has God been good to anybody? As a matter of fact, he's better than good. I can't praise him enough. I owe him my life. If you don't know how it goes, the choir will show you first, and then you can join in with us. Come on, let's sing to him. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try, cause you've been so Come on, sing with us. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You are better. You are better than good. I can't praise you. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try. Even if I try. Cause you've been. So good Come on, sing it again, will you? Lord, you are good You've been so good Lord, you are good You've been better than good I can't praise I owe you my life you, I can't praise you enough Even if I try sing it to him one more time. Lift your hands if you can. Lord, you are good. Come on, tell him. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't I owe you my life. I owe you my life. Can't praise you even if I try. So many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me. So many doors you've opened, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me. So, so many ways you've made. So many times you've healed me. So many times you've healed me. So many times you've 
Come on, tell him, you've been better than good to me. So many doors, so many ways, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me. So many doors, so many ways you've made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to 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 me. Come on, tell him you've been better than good to me. You've been better than good to me. You've been better than good to me. Oh, you've been, you've been better than good. You've been better than kind. You've been better than good to me. You've been so good. Hallelujah. You've been so good. You've been so good. Over and 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 over. You have been good. So good. Come on, son. Has God been good to you? Has he made ways out of no ways? Has he moved mountains out of your ways? Has he opened doors that nobody else could? Are you grateful? Come on, tell him. You've been Hallelujah. Great God who has been so good to us. You may be seated. What a wonderful Savior we serve. What a wonderful Savior he is. It is our good pleasure to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Well, welcome to those who are here in the sanctuary, those who have chosen to worship in person today. We're glad that you're here. It's good just to see your eyes. Also, welcome to those who are in the e-congregation this morning. The majority of us are still online, and we're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually, and we're grateful to God for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together virtually. If you're worshiping with us in the sanctuary and you don't consider your part of the Mount, yourself a part of the Mount Calvary family, we would love to see who you are. If you don't mind standing, we'd love to see who you are. God bless you, Dr. Shamel. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? Come on, let's sing to them.
that's what we're about. Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Here's how we're doing it. Through the power of Jesus. Through love. With diversity. With excellence. Prayer and integrity. We welcome you. Welcome. We are glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Let me make a few observations at this point uh, before the music ministry takes us uh, further and then we get into our study for today. Uh, I do want to uh, let you know that Sister Johnny Marsh passed. Um, there will not be a memorial service. Um, she wanted to have her body donated um, to science, but certainly let's keep Miss Schuyler and, uh, and the entire Marsh family. Let's keep them lifted in our prayers. Uh, Wirt Williams, are you here, Miss Dolores? They're not here today? All right. Um, or if you're online, if you all see Wirt or Dolores Williams this week, uh, or if you're friends with them on Facebook, make sure you wish them a happy anniversary. They were married 50 years ago. Congrats to the Williams. Deaconess Sandifer, how are you doing? Why you look like that? <laughs> she had a birthday this past Thursday. Happy birthday to you. My good deacon said I could tell your age, but I don't want to get in trouble, so I'll... Okay, yes, ma'am. She's proud. How old are you? 65. <laughs> Awesome. Happy birthday. Praise God. Um, Marley Heflin. Good, good morning, Marley Heflin. Your very proud parents sent me some information about you. <laughs> Marley is... Hold on. A friend... Well, was a freshman. She's about to be a sophomore at uh, Decca Prep High School. And I have her grades here. Let me see which. I'm reading the 1F column, Brother Sean. Oh, fourth quarter. You said it, keep it simple. Let's see. I see algebra A minus. Um, Okay, instead of scrolling back and forth, let me just tell you the classes, Algebra, Language, Arts, Physical Science, uh, Sinclair College course, um, Spanish, and what I see is all A's and a B. Is that right? Nicely done, ma'am. Nicely done, Miss Marley. I would ask who your family is, but they already stood. Congratulations, y'all. Marley's working at a law firm this summer, and, uh, and they're headed to Disney to dance here shortly. We'll keep them in our prayers. I do just want to remind you that the Ohio Baptist General Convention is coming up uh, starting July 17th. 
uh, that is two Sundays from now. Um, my wife pointed out to me that I probably need to explain to some of us what exactly OBGC is, the Ohio Baptist General Convention. It is the largest and oldest gathering of historically black Baptist churches in the state of Ohio. Uh, founded in 1896, uh, a group of churches came together to, uh, to, to educate each other, uh, to feed off of each other, and to, to get a voice for social justice because the truth is we can do more together than we can do apart. All right? And so all these years later, uh, 2022, Ohio Baptist General Convention still exists. It is still the largest black Baptist organization in Ohio. Uh, and I am privileged and humbled to give leadership to that organization as the president. July 17th through the 22nd, we will be meeting for our annual session and our Christian Education Conference in Columbus. Um, Monday is Youth Day. Uh, Minister McClure is going to take uh, as many of our youth as will go. Uh, they, they also have some things going on on Tuesday uh, that he'll have youth there for Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Women's Day and Men's Day is on Wednesday. There is a luncheon at 12 noon for both groups. Uh, there are services that night at 7. Um, then on Thursday, we're going to serve the Columbus community in various areas. We'll be all over the city of Columbus um, serving on Thursday morning. And the ladies will, uh, our first ladies initiative, Lady Chanel's initiative, is concerning infant vitality. That's why we are collecting diapers. If you've, if you've forgotten, you still have time to bring your diapers, your wipes. We are collecting diapers and wipes. Uh, we are um, partnering with Celebrate One there in Columbus. And there is an event that Thursday morning. And we will give, uh, last year it was a U-Haul truck full of diapers and wipes uh, to an organization. That Thursday night is the banquet. We will... Uh, celebrate and give grants out to one um, to to one nonprofit organization in each of dollar grants to each of those organizations uh, and then on Friday is the president's address I will be addressing the convention on Friday evening at seven o'clock um, there are we will have transportation going I'd like for as many of us as can to participate in as much as possible. If you have questions about it, there will be someone in the lobby after service who can help um, to answer those questions and get you signed up so we can get you there. On Tuesday and Wednesday, if you want to go up for Tuesday or Wednesday, Shiloh has a bus going already um, and the seats are $20 a piece. They do have uh, they do have seats available. Who do they need to contact? We'll find out who you need to contact. I know that you can call Shiloh, uh, but we'll find out exactly who you need to contact so that you can get on that bus if you want to go. But please, I would love your uh, participation that week. Good. Would you keep Daryl Wheeler in your prayers? He is in Mary Scott 
nursing home at uh, room 421. Also, Rick Moyer uh, has been admitted to Grandview. He is back in Grandview. Um, keep him in your prayers as well. Miss Bessie Simeon, are you here? There you are. You have a birthday this week coming. It's tomorrow. And I know you don't believe it, but tomorrow she will be 94. <laughs> Praise God for you, Miss Simeon. If you want to get on Shiloh's bus, you can contact Hazel Willis at 937-715-9091. Hazel Willis, that's Miss Denise's sister, all right? You can, uh, you can contact her to get on that bus. We do have a card of thanks from the United Negro College Fund, um, the Dayton Alumni Council, uh, who thanks us for our participation in the UNCF Sunday, uh, thanking me for serving as honorary chairman and thanking Mount Calvary for your generous donation of $2,500 to the United Negro College Fund. We want to see people get into school and through it, right? Good. I asked uh, my barber yesterday, um, yes, I do. Every week. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I asked my barber, Brother Antoine Walker, who is an anointed saxophonist, uh, to come and share with us today. And he is going to lead us further in worship, however he chooses. And then you can turn to Exodus chapter 3. That's where we're going to be in our study today.
Let's thank God for Brother Antoine Walker. Praise is what I do, is who I am. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Beginning at verse 1, I'm reading from the new, the new International Version of the Holy Scriptures, which you will find on your screen, and here's how it reads. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight while the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses Moses and Moses said here I am do not come any closer God said take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground verses 1 through 5 of Exodus chapter 3 you may be seated let me preach for a little while on our way to the Lord's table from the subject take off your shoes take off your shoes here in Exodus chapter 3 what we have is what biblical scholars refer to as Moses's call story it is the story of when God first called Moses to the task for which he was born. You remember Moses, born in Africa, in Egypt, 
in the land of Goshen to Hebrew parents. Born during the time that Pharaoh was scared because there were too many of the Israelites for them to handle, so he devised a plan to contain them so that if a war broke out, they wouldn't go inside with the enemies or just walk off and leave them, and so he enslaved them. He oppressed them. And then finally came to the point where he told the midwives, when a baby is born, check the sex of the baby, and if it's a Hebrew boy, kill it. But the midwives honored God. They wouldn't kill the babies. They let the babies live. And the Israelites continued to grow in number. And so Pharaoh finally said, tell you what, drown them all. Drown every boy that's born in the river. Kill them. And it was around this time that Moses' mother got pregnant and had a son. And she hid him for about three months because she was scared to bring him out and when she couldn't hide him any longer you all know how the story goes she put him in a little basket boat that she made watertight and she placed him in the river you remember the story he ends up being found by Pharaoh's daughter and his own mother is paid to nurse him and he ends up growing up in Pharaoh's house as Pharaoh's grandson you remember Moses Many scholars call Pharaoh the most important character in the Bible, second only to Jesus himself. You can argue whether that's the case or not, but we have to admit that Moses is a leading personality in what is called the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Moses, whose life was apparently divided into 40-year segments, right? For 40 years, he was a prince in Pharaoh's court. Forty years he spent in the wilderness tending sheep, and then another 40 years leading God's children out of captivity. I want to tell you this morning, there are some lessons that we can glean from Moses' call story, lessons about God, and frankly, lessons about ourselves. There are lessons about life and lessons about the call of God on and in our lives. Let's dive in as we talk about take off your shoes. There are several observations that, that the text insinuates. First of all, there is a word about desert places. Desert places. The text says, Moses was found tending his father-in-law's sheep and he led them to the far side of the wilderness. King James Version says desert. This is uninhabited land. This is desolate land. There is something for the sheep to graze, but don't get it twisted. This is not lush by any means. This is not a tropical rainforest. This is a hot, desolate, dry desert. This is a bleak place. This is an isolated place, a lonely place, a solitary place, an empty place. But the text says, in this desert place, he came to the mountain of God. In the desert place, he encountered 
the mountain of God. Did you miss that? In the lonely place, with nothing to keep him company but the sheep, he encountered, he came to, he ran into the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. And I just want to offer that many times that's where God is found in our lives in desert places in the dry places of our lives, in those lonely, desolate, deserted, isolated, solitary, empty places in our lives, in those places that it seems like there is nobody there, we often, we often find that that's exactly where God is. You've heard me quote Psalm 46 many times. It's one of my favorites. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Is there anybody in this sanctuary today, anybody online who has ever found him in trouble? You had heard, but you didn't know he was a healer until you found him in sickness. You had heard, but you didn't know he was a provider until you found him when you were broke. You had heard, but you didn't know he was an advocate until you found him when you were in trouble. When you felt all alone, you found a friend. When you felt dirty, that's when you found a cleaner. When you were in bondage, that's when you found a deliverer. When you were on your way to a burning hell, that's when you found a savior. I know I'm in the word. Remember when Jacob was on the run from his brother Esau and, and it was his own fault. He had cheated his brother out of his father's blessing. But while he was on the run, he ends up out in the desert lying on the cold hard ground with a stone for a pillow but in the midst of his difficulty while he's lying there with his head on a stone he has a dream right he has a dream that there's a ladder set up on earth and it reached up to heaven and there were angels of God descending and ascending that ladder a, a ladder a connection between heaven and earth angels taking prayers up and bringing blessings down all night taking prayers up bringing blessings down a connection between heaven and earth the Lord stood above it and he said I am the Lord God of Abraham your father the God of Isaac the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed the Lord goes on to say I'm with you I will keep you I'll bring you back to this land I will not leave you until I've done that which I've spoken. So Jacob wakes up from his dream and he makes this statement. He wakes up out of his sleep and says, surely the Lord is in this place and I didn't even know it. He met the Lord in his desert place. This is a hard place, but surely the Lord is here. I, I listen. I want to. I want to counter. I want to counter what you've heard on Christian television and across the internet. When you find yourself in a difficult situation, in a desert place, I know you've been told that it, that the devil is responsible. But I want to offer that there are some awful situations that you have to wake up and say surely the Lord is in this place 
The ground is cold, the stone is hard, my body is aching, my nerves are shot, but the Lord is in this place. Listen, I know it's easy to find God in the good places. When the bills are paid and the children are obedient and your body is healthy and your marriage is working and your job is paying and your church is worshiping and your car is running and your house is stable and your friends are many and your enemies are silent your mountains are climbable and your rivers are crossable it's easy to find God when there's food on your table when there's money in your pocket when there's peace in your mind when there's joy in your soul it's easy to see God when your bed is soft when your covers are warm when your pillow is fluffed when your sleep is good but what about those other times when the bill collectors are calling when the children are acting like they don't belong to you when your body is betraying you when your marriage is failing when your job is shaking when your church is contentious when your car is on the fritz your house is falling apart your enemies are all around you your friends are nowhere to be found your rivers are uncrossable and your mountains will not move where is God when your mind is confused when your world is shaken I want to offer today that wherever you find yourself, God specializes in desert places. <laughs> Not only that, but if you look at verse 2, it will tell you that you can expect the miraculous in those desert places where God abides. This is Horeb. The Bible calls it the mountain of God, the place where God lives. And if the name is right, I suppose it should be no surprise that mysterious and strange, yes, even miraculous things occur where God resides. There on the mountain of God, we are introduced to a bush. This is probably not uncommon on this mountain the presence of a bush but because God was resident there the supernatural also existed in the bush this bush to which God had assigned apparently a flaming angel to appear so the bush was burning but it was not consumed we don't know what kind of bush it is all we know that it was burning it was ablaze but it remained standing isn't it something how the ordinary can become extraordinary when God is in it some folks say that that what was really going on was Moses was just seeing the heat of the desert the heat of the desert sun as it pulled the chlorophyll that causes photosynthesis from the leaves. There are those who believe that, but most, I, 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 would, I prefer to believe that Moses would have known the difference between a plant that is absorbing the sun's rays and a bush that's on fire. This is miraculous because miraculous things happen where God lives. Would you help me preach today and just look at somebody, find their eyes across the sanctuary and tell them miraculous things happen where God lives. What's your point, Reverend? Here it is. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Don't you understand that out of, out of all the places that he could be, he has chosen to live inside of you. Yes. 
He lives in you. And miraculous things happen where God lives. Don't look at anybody. Say it to yourself. He lives in me. So I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. Uh-huh. I see the invisible. I feel the intangible. As a matter of fact, the sky is the limit to what I can have even in this desert place. Not only is there a word about desert places, but number two, there is also implied in this text a word about defiled people. Look at verse 4. God called him out of the midst of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses. Did you catch that? That It, that it was right there. God called him out of the bush. He said, Moses. Did you catch that? God called Moses, and he called him by name, Moses. The same Moses who saw an Egyptian hit a Hebrew, one of his relatives. He looked around. This is the Bible, right? He looked around. He looked this way and then that way, and when he realized that nobody was in sight, he killed the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. In other words, Moses was a cold-blooded, premeditated, because he looked around made sure nobody was watching, murderer. God, the most holy one, the one who is eternally separated from anything evil, God, whose holiness is unmatched, God, who is righteous in all his ways, this holy God calls this murderer by name Moses. All I'm trying to say is that sometimes God will reach up to call the mighty. But thank God, he has also been known to reach into the gutter to anoint those whom other people would disqualify and call defiled. <laughs> Listen, as we celebrate the American Revolution, this, as y'all celebrate the American Revolution this weekend, yes, God did call a rich George Washington. But don't forget that he also called Peter Salem, who wasn't born into money. He was born into slavery, but who fought with the Minutemen at Lexington and Concord. Yes, God called Winston Churchill an aristocrat to lead in World War II. But don't forget that he also called Benjamin Davis Jr. out of a segregated and racist country to break racial barriers and serve as a commander of the Tuskegee Airmen during the same war. Yes, God called Ruth Bader Ginsburg out of a privileged upbringing. But he's the same God who called and appointed Katanji Brown Jackson to a higher level of service. Yes, he reaches up, but thank, is anybody else grateful that he reaches? Listen, when it pleases God to fulfill his divine purpose, your past doesn't matter. Your race doesn't matter. 
Your geography doesn't matter. Your station in life doesn't matter. Your gender doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've been through or what you've done. I'm so glad that God chooses and uses defiled, disqualified people to fulfill his purpose. I believe Andre Crouch said it best. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. I'm so glad it will never lose its power. There's a word about desert places. There is a word about defiled people. But then finally, there is a word about dumping your past. Look at the text. God told Moses, take off your shoes. For the place where you're standing is holy ground. Surely, without doubt, this is an act of reverence and respect. I don't argue that at all. The symbolism here has to do with reverence, but I would like to argue today that it may just go deeper than that. Deeper than just taking off your shoes. Deeper than just the tradition of reverence and respect. May I offer that Moses' shoes contained symbolically the dust of his past. May I offer that just perhaps God wanted Moses to step out of what he had been so that he could step into what he would be. May I offer that perhaps, just maybe, Dr. Shamel, you are the theologian. I'm just a preacher. But may I offer that maybe God wanted to release Moses from his past so that he could introduce Moses to his future. Moses, take off your shoes. You are in my presence, and my presence will nullify that criminal record hanging over your head. Is there anybody else grateful that your past becomes null and void by God's presence? All you did, all you've done, just becomes fodder for divine usage in God's hand. Take off your shoes. Remove the dust of your past. Take off your shoes in recognition of who I am. Your shoes are a symbol of your own humanity. But I am that I am. And for the task I'm about to assign to your hands, you will need my presence and my power to deal with your past and propel you to your future. May I offer that our real purpose for which we were born may not totally be embraced until we learn to take off some things. It is our barefootedness, if you will, that helps us to embrace God's highest calling and his supernatural presence. Take off your shoes. Saints, we've got to learn how to take off the drudgery of our past, the weight of our past. May I even say the embarrassment of our past, the pain of our past, and embrace the possibility that's in your future. The holy God, the omnipotent one, the I am that I am challenges us 
to be barefoot in recognition that he alone is sovereign, that he alone can take a murderer and make him a leader of God's people, that he alone can take deacons, can take dopeheads and make deacons out of them, that he alone can make pastors out of pickpockets, that he alone can make missionaries out of busybodies. That he alone can make musicians out of manipulators. Ushers out of unruly folks. If we're going to see things from his perspective, we must learn how to come barefoot into his presence. May I just suggest on our way to the table what you've been waiting on for 40 years might take place in a moment if you would learn how to take off your shoes in his presence. In a moment, God can shift from what you're waiting on to what you're walking in. Take off your shoes. Barefoot says, I'm leaving the past behind. Barefoot says, I'm awaiting further instruction. Barefoot says, I'm ready for the next move of God. Barefoot says, I'm taking off the bondage of my past. Barefoot says, I'm taking off my constraints. Barefoot says, I'm taking off the burden of not being good enough. Somebody needs to shout amen right there. Barefoot says, I'm walking in his grace. I'm taking off anything that ties me to my past, taking off anything that binds me to what I was so I can go on to what I I shall be and on our way to the table today you need to know that you are invited yes even commanded to take off your shoes would you tell somebody you can dump your past take your shoes off don't bring the dust of what was into the realm of what shall be I know that you have a past. We all have a under this robe and collar. I have a past. Growing up in church, I still have. We all have a past. But thank God for Jesus who paid it all. And so all to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. But he washed it white as snow. Moses didn't get called because he didn't have a past. Moses got called in spite of his past. But Moses had to be willing to step out of that which was carrying the remnants of his past so that he could step in to the destiny that was set before him and I know that we clean up well I recognize that we put on uh, Paul Dunbar said we wear the mask that grins and lies I understand we have learned we've learned how to how to cover our insecurities when many of us and I know you can't say amen or shake your head too strong but many of us still dealing with the insecurities with the guilt with the embarrassment and the pain of what we did where we were how long we were there who we did it with we are 
still embarrassed. We're still weighed down by the dust from the past. I know you don't live there anymore. You just got that dust on your feet. And what God wants is for you to take off those shoes on holy ground. Leave that stuff and come on and walk into what I have for you. And don't worry about what your feet look like. I've got something for you to put on. It's the blood of Jesus. I'm reminded and we'll, we'll, I'll do the invitation. We'll come on to the table and we'll be done. Um, my wife and I moved recently. My wife, my kids and I, please forgive me sometimes, they, they get on me for forgetting them like it's just me and my wife like the good old days. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just messing Nate and Parker out there. I know you. I'm just messing with you. We moved and uh, in the house we moved from we had hardwood floors, and, uh, and we didn't grow up in houses where people had to take their shoes off to come in, right? Um, that seemed a little pretentious to both of us. No offense to anybody who does it. Um, but we learned with hardwood floors and heels like my wife wears, right? With hardwood floors and children like we have, that you cannot keep the floors and just come on in with your shoes with the pebbles that are on the bottom of your shoes and all that kind of stuff right and so in our new place which also has hardwood floors we set from the, from the beginning when you step in this door the first thing you do is take your shoes off there's a bench there you can sit down take your shoes off and just in case you're worried about your holy socks and your crooked toes, it doesn't matter. Because we have something for you to put on so that you don't have to be embarrassed by your nakedness. Right? Come on in. We're going to feed you good. We're going to take good care of you. Come on in to what we have prepared for you. But when you come in, you need to take off your shoes because there's some stuff outside that needs to stay outside. And you don't have to be embarrassed. We got a whole basket full of nice comfy socks for you to put, in, for you to put on. Nobody has to see what your feet look like. I thought maybe I would take my shoes off as a demonstration today. Then I remembered I had a hole in the bottom of my socks. I couldn't take my shoes off. Jesus got you covered. He has you covered. All right. Do you get it? Then why don't you tell the Lord thank you? If you're here today, you need to be freed from your past. Listen, I've got good news for you. Check this out. God loved the world so much, that's everybody without exception, that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ, so that whosoever believes in him, that is anybody without exception, you don't have to perish, but you can have everlasting life. Check this out. God sent his son not to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That's good news. And let me tell you what the Bible says. 
confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's it. That's great news. And if you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, you can know before you leave here today that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You can confess him today. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And you can't clean yourself up without him. It's bigger than willpower. It's more than you can do. I know we clean up well, but everybody in here has a story. Everybody in here has a past. But thank God for the blood of Jesus who releases us from our past and invites us to take our shoes off and leave that dust at the door. If you're watching online, if you're not sure you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, uh, just send us a message in the chat or, or put, it, uh, put it in the chat or send us a message. Somebody will contact you very shortly and, uh, and tell you what you need to do. You can give your life to Christ today. If there's anybody here in the building who wants to give your life to Christ, just raise your hand right where you are. Somebody will come to you and explain some things about what that means exactly, and you can do that today. God bless you. I see you. Good. Somebody will come to you very shortly. If there's anybody else, you just raise your hand. There's another one there, Kim. Just raise your hand. Somebody will come to you. We'll explain what it is, and you can be saved today. Here's the second call. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity. You know you're going to spend your eternity with Jesus, but you know that the Lord wants you here in Mount Calvary as your church home. If that's you, if you're in the building, would you raise your hand if you know the Lord wants you here in this place as your church home? If you are supposed to be here, we need you so that we can be all that God has called us to be. If you're online, you know you're saved already, but you know the Lord wants you here, send us a message, put it in the chat. Somebody is monitoring it. They will contact you very shortly and show you how to become a part of the Mount Calvary Nation. All right? Let's thank God for those who have given their lives, who are giving their lives to Christ, and for those who are coming to the Mount Calvary family. Good. Let's get ready to go to the table. Thank you, sir. We didn't talk about it, uh, Devin. Do you all have the covenant up and ready? All right, good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. If, you, uh, if you're able, would you stand as we get ready to recommit ourselves to each other and to the covenant, uh, pardon me, and to the Lord by way of the church covenant? I will read the part that says leader, and then you read the next Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines.
We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world. and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation, and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. And altogether, we moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated. If this is your first time communing with us, we do practice what is known as open communion. That is to say, you don't have to be a member of this church to commune with us. Thank you, sir. We do ask that you would do as the Apostle Paul has commanded, and that is, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat. You are not examining to see if you have sinned since the last time we had communion. That doesn't require examination. The examination is to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you are a part of God's family, no matter what household, you are welcome at the Lord's table. Has everyone received the elements? If not, raise your hand and the deacons will serve you. Has everyone been served who wishes to be? On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples, and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it.
likewise, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for the payment of sins. Now take and drink all of it. Thank you, sir. And we thank God for Jesus. Here you go, David. It will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It reaches to the highest mountain. it flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from death It will never, it will never lose. Amen. Let me say one thing before I give it back to uh, Minister DeVita. And uh, Minister Ashley wants to uh, make one announcement about the women's ministry. Uh, you can make your way on this way. Listen, remember, if you are not feeling well, if you're not feeling well, you're not feeling yourself, remember, just stay home. Amen. Okay. Amen. Don't come. Amen. Get online and worship with us virtually, and then when you're feeling better, come on back the next week. Okay? Um, I'm trying to make sure that we, that we keep on doing what we need to do. I don't think it's time to, to drop our protocols just quite yet. Um, not when we're still getting informed weekly uh, that there are people who are still being diagnosed. We just want to keep everybody safe. But if you're feeling well, uh, just don't, don't come. Get online and, and go that route, alright? Do, do you hear my heart? Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come on, Minister Ashley. Good morning, everyone. Let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it's such a pleasure to be in front of you today. Uh, really quick, as I've said last week and the week before, on uh, July the 17th, we will be having our women's ministry meet and greet. I did it last week. Can I see all the women raise your hand? Raise them high. All right. So I'm expecting to see you all on July the 17th, right immediately following service. In the atrium, we will have some small uh, pieces of food you can enjoy with us, some conversation. Uh, we're going to introduce some great things that we have coming down the line. Uh, we're so excited, and we just want you all to come and join us and be a part. Um, we also want to get you involved in women's ministry. Uh, does anyone have a passion or desire to want to be involved in women's ministry? Can I see you raise your hand? Raise them high. Oh. 
come on. <laughs> so I'm expected to see you all on July the 17th, again, in the atrium immediately following service. And we look forward to, uh, to serving you all and you all joining us. All right. Thank you. It is hard not to have a good time in the presence of the Lord and the saints. It, 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 it just is. Um, as we get ready to uh, prepare for offering, um, Brother Page turned 75 this week, so happy birthday to him. And Sister Karen Hines and her husband celebrated 27 years of marriage. We should rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Praise God. So if you want to give, you can text to give. We have several ways. It's 855-900-0710. Cash at dollar sign, Mount Com BC. And then Givelify. That's an app that you need to download. And you just tap and give. That's I love that app. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that that one's available because I love that. But you know what? We also kick it old school. You want to put it in an envelope? The deacons are standing at the back, and you can just drop it in the basket when you leave. Also, they will be here until 12:30 today. If you want to drive by and give it at that time. Now, can we, if you're able, will we all stand for the benediction? After the benediction, we ask that you return to the seating position and wait to be dismissed by the ushers. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. For your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.